Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Crazy Rich Asians takes the box office once again, but more importantly, tonight we say farewell to a legend. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Free, free, free. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. This is the show where we look back at the box office that was... And then we like to about the box office that lie ahead. I'm Frank Moran. And my name's Carrie Lane. And my name is Amy Cassandra Martinez. And my name is Neil Blumley. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, making us look good and sound even better is Anthony in the booth. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I know I don't have to put any effort with you guys. Y'all are beautiful Aww. people. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love all y'all. Great. If you would have gone back two minutes ago, folks, you would have seen Tony melting down. Yeah. Trying to you drive me crazy now. Right. <laughs> uh, as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. While you're there, give it a thumbs up. Or two, three, four, five, six, however many thumbs you can get doing there. Uh, and you know, we've got the chat up and running, so feel free to yeah. chime in and share your thoughts about the box office or anything in movies you'd like to talk about. Chime. But, Carrie... If they're, talking, if they're watching this after we've streamed live, what can they do? You can all comment down below. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Now, we're going to be breaking down the box office, as we usually do. We're talking about our box office bed and whatnot. But right up top, folks, you know, there's going to be just like a, a little sadness laced throughout the show because this is Neil Plumley's last in-studio show. Neil Plumley spreading his wings and flying east. Um. I'm flying east like an eagle. for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for a while after that, almost, almost no, almost no bird does that. This will be the first documented instance that a bird like me flies east for the winter. That's true. <laughs> Neil's are incredibly hollow. It's true. <laughs> yes. A strong breeze, and I just, I, I travel quickly. He's actually being ha- anchored down right now. Yeah. They have me <laughs> yeah. They have me tied down. I can't right quite get out of it. This AC is no joke for him. It's fine. <laughs> We're all good. And while this may be the last time he's joining us in studio, at least for the foreseeable future, that does not mean that he will not still be involved in some capacity with the show. That's right, Frank. We have plans to keep me involved as much as possible, but I will not be in the state of California after this weekend coming up. And by that you mean forever. You're no longer allowed back in California once you leave. Like yes, I'm, I'm fleeing a legal battle mm, there you go. with the city of Los Angeles. Ah, fantastic. Well, Just keep that between us, guys. Yeah, Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Especially don't tell that jewelry store on 34th Street. Uh, but without any further ado, <laughs> let's jump into this week's top five. Uh, starting off number one, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Crazy Rich Asians. Came in strong for number two uh, for a second week there. $25 million. Uh, let's talk about how strong that second week was compared to the first week. There was like a under, the drop was under 6%. That's, I don't, I don't think I've seen that in quite some time. No, it, uh, it's incredible. There's a lot of uh, repeat viewing, a lot of, uh, you know, families going to see this, a lot of, uh, you know, elderly uh, Asian, Asian Americans as well going to right. see this as well. I forget the movie they compared it to, but they're like, uh, it was something that there hasn't been a romantic comedy that's done that well in a while, regardless of the cast. Um, if anybody knows what that is, it was on Twitter and I saw that post, but oh, I did not Titanic. notice. No, yeah, no. That's a romantic comedy. Which right? one? Titanic? Kramer vs. Kramer. 
Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Movie. That did well, real well in its Yeah. But either way, the idea of a romantic comedy, regardless of the cast, so that's even more exciting, mm-hmm. um, has not done that well in the box office in a very long while. So go with them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in fact, Neil Plumley, you ended up seeing it last, last Sunday in lieu of letting everyone see your handsome face. It's true. We had plans, uh, my wife and I, to see the movie beforehand. Uh, she is Asian, so seeing it on opening weekend was mandatory for our household. Uh, that being said, we had plans to see it early in the day, uh, but Movie Pass was being Movie Pass, mm-hmm. and also we don't have money right now because we're moving. Mm-hmm. So it had to be done with Movie Pass so that we had to get a later show. The only later show was at the same time that we were recording here, so sort of had to do it. I, I mean, apologize. You could have skyped in right from the theater as you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm here. <laughs> Watch the movie right now. So far, it's great. <laughs> Let's go back to Neil for an update. Neil, <laughs> what's happening right now? It's uh, just so beautiful. <laughs> I water in the aisle. It was an impressive, that, that I admit, that was an impressive uh, wedding. It was. There. It really, that, you know, the movie I loved overall. I really did. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really funny. Oh my God, Aquafina had me in stitches. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole time. Anytime she was on screen, she's like, ah! <laughs> I was like, you get me. <laughs> just like how she just says like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love it. She's so funny. But um, the the moment that really stuck out to me, I will say the setup for it, it was the, uh, the sort of tense um, character to mother uh, interaction that they had over a game of Mahjong at the end. Mm. The setup for it, yeah. I thought, was a bit weak because it just sort of like started with her, with uh, the mom like crossing the street and you're yep. like, who is that? Also, where are we? And then she comes up to the building you're like okay it's her but what's she doing here okay it's a mahjong uh like i don't know den i don't know area tournament Door? tournament no and then she walks in and parlor. then in parlor thank you and then you see our main character and you're like oh now i understand what's happening so that up to that point i was like what is this but from that point forward i thought that entire scene was fantastic and even that little bit when um when she's leaving after her big reveal and her big her big speech and everything, you're like, ooh, that was so good. Good for you, girl. And then she's walking out and then she grabs her mom who's been sitting there the whole time and she just turns and delivers this like Yes, that this, like, glare up and, this up and down look. I was like, Oh okay. <laughs> the only thing I can up. compare that to is uh what I what I was raving about months ago from um uh what was that circus movie? With Hugh Jackman. I forget Greatest Showman. Greatest, Greatest Showman. Showman. I was raving about Greatest Showman uh, because uh, Zendaya had that look during This yes. Is Me with Zac Efron. That is what I oh, compare yeah. it to. I was like, that sort of like disdain, like, what daggers. are you? Daggers. Like, come on. Daggers. I was like, yes. Love so that. the I found the movie. It was Trainwreck. Thank you in the chat. And I found it. So really? um, Crazy Rich Asians is the highest uh, money-making rom-com since Trainwreck. Interesting. Uh, which was 2015, which made 30 million on its first three days. So it's been eight years since the rom com has dominated the box office. What wow. the heck? I know. There's a, uh, a moment right towards the end of the film where, as uh, we said, our, our main character and uh, Michelle Yeoh, mm-hmm. they have this kind of, uh, they kind of lock eyes for a second. And then the scene's edited really weird because you see Michelle Yeoh kind of walk mm-hmm. away and you think it's going to be, they're going to have a moment or right. something. But then it just like, so I was like, well, what's going on? I thought that was a little poor editing in that end. So now the movie's terrible, guys. Don't go see it. It's awful. 
There you go. So I liked the movie up until that point, and then that totally soured I, me on the whole experience. I was about to say, I do, it, it I do you remember that. soured you on the whole experience? Yep. Wait, just, really? I don't yeah. know. You need a oh, Snickers, man. man. Wait, are you That's serious? You're not I mean, serious. In a, sense, <laughs> well, in a sense, think about it, though. You know, like it, he, He's like watching a movie <laughs> no. that's almost like a perfect game in baseball, and it just takes one guy to hit the ball to really like ruin the whole that's right. game. You know? yeah, it's, you know, it retroactively is, is awful. No, don't if encourage him. If you're listening him. on iTunes, all, the rest of the panel are all rolling their eyes. It's just his opinion. That's right. That's right, Anthony. There's a reason that I like you. That's for moments like this. No, it's not his okay. opinion. He's trolling us. <laughs> He's also trolling us. I didn't realize that. Yes. I fell into his trap. Uh, it's okay. okay. Never. So, so don't go see Crazy Rich. <laughs> don't do it. It's a terrible movie. See it again. Uh, <laughs> Coming in at number two uh, is The Meg. Another $13 million. That's another, that's another bad movie. No. Another little, is, another, we talked about another that little nibble fun. out of the box office. Yes. It's a good bad uh, let's talk about uh, film number three, though, the film that was also the subject of our box office bet. Cool, we were all a bit off on that one. <laughs> yes, well, I shot for the moon. Except for Amy. Uh, it was the Happy Time Murders <laughs> from STX. And uh, I bet I lost this bet. I ate it big time. I, I went $21 million. I shot for the fences on this Ooh, one. I went really uh, It came in at a uh, little over $10 million. Wait, why am I doing that? That's right. Because it is a little bit like, oh. Luckily, I... There we are. It sounded better. We liked your impression, though. Yeah. I appreciate it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs a soundboard when you've got Anthony in the booth? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got Wellington in the chat says, loved it. Oh, Wellington, I'm so sorry. That, That was a rough watch. I went and saw it this weekend. Whoo, baby. That's a stinker. That is a that. Oh, no. that's, a, that's a rough. Yes, the only the only part that made me laugh, and it was more just because I know how much Carrie enjoyed that scene on the trailers, was when the uh, the pirate, uh, the pirate, <laughs> the pirate, the puppet is having sex, and uh, as uh, Carrie, how would you describe what happens at the end? Blows his load. That's right. Yes, but jizz is everywhere. Yeah. As uh, Carrie, which made me, tickled me to no end last week, as she described that scene. That's the only part that made me laugh. It's like ah, I guess I wonder. I wonder if Carrie would. Like this full scene in its entirety, but that was it. That was is it longer in the trailer? You know, I or is it longer no, from the trailer? It's about the same. Yep. But that, okay, I did see it too. So mm. wait, did you guys see it? Heck no. I don't, I don't okay. really have plans to see I, it. I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, I'm the one who's very particular in my comedy. So, but uh, I, I thought it was funny. There are a lot of funny moments, but the overall pacing, I, I don't know, like what scene I would have cut, but it could have been tightened up. It was already like an hour and 30 minutes. I mean, but, the, yeah, it just felt like, oh, okay. Um, like, I didn't notice so much during, but after it was like, oh, yeah, I could have moved along a little faster. Uh, I thought, yeah, some of the funny moments were really funny. Stay after it ends because they do a really fun sequence. Like, that That almost made it even, like, better. Is they do all, they show all the green screen of how they did the puppets. Oh, okay. Oh. And then they have, like, bloopers, too, of something goes wrong and whatever the voice actors are saying or something was just really funny. Like, for example, the sex scene, they have something of, like, what happened? You, you break or something like that. And it's, it was just, that was very entertaining. Um, it... <laughs> I you know for somebody who likes it's, to stand through the credits, I actually left as soon as those credits went. I was like, "Oh, did you boom, not watch that at all?" Then? The behind the scenes was so good, though. And I feel no no absence in my soul for having missed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I can't Whatever. believe I missed that, that end credit stinger. Uh, totally John good. Harrison, the chat says, "Team America better than Happy Time Murders." Agreed. I, yeah, Team America, I did think was funny. Oh, Wellington says, "Yeah, the candy coke was pretty funny." Like. 
candy is a drug essentially for them. Right. It it is definitely absurd. It's definitely bizarre, but there's some there's some good funny parts in it. He's all nope. How's McCarthy? Standout performance, maybe? How's what? Melissa McCarthy? You know, I don't normally like her, but I thought there were parts in this she was actually pretty funny. Um, right. But um, she, some of her physical comedy is like, eh. Um, but some of the one-liners and back and forths. And then I'm also sitting there going, oh, these actors are talking to a puppet. It's awesome because of like having to be committed that it's not a person. And so, yeah, that was fun. I don't normally, yeah, I normally think she's kind of, did you think she was funny at all? Uh, she was. Uh, this is a, a role where she's not the annoying yeah. kind of character that so she that plays. Was, oh, right. good. Yeah. Than not. Yeah. So, so she was less irritating, and she does have a, a fun fight scene with a bunch of puppets where she kicks a bunch of butt. Mm-hmm. So, that was kind of entertaining. <laughs> but then in the in the behind the scenes, you see at least one of the puppets was a person inside of it. Like they showed them getting set up, and oh, I'm like, wow. oh, because that one was a big one too. So it's cool to see that it was a human being inside. So anyway. Yeah, the, it's definitely not for everybody, but I thought me. it was entertaining. <laughs> the, the plot, if you've seen any sort of kind of murder mystery or popular... Like a noir. I thought it was kind yeah. of surprising, though, in terms of it wasn't exactly who I expected. Really? Yeah. yeah. I knew kind of one of it, and then it, it does and doesn't, and but then the real ultimate, I go, huh, I wasn't thinking about that. Were you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So yeah, that, that was a, that was a rough watch. That was a oof. That was a, it's been a while, yeah, but still. Not and it's not as, even uh, all. It's not even necessarily super raunchy comedy the whole time too. Like, um, there's there's a um, what what's the movie it reference? Um, the leg crossing. Oh, from uh, Fatal Attraction. Uh, yes, instinct. they have a basic instinct yeah. scene, but with a puppet, and that was very funny. Uh, and then the office scene, but anyway. Yeah, they actually have uh, Stanley from The Office as well. He plays the <gasps> lieutenant. Oh, no the, way. Yeah. He was funny. Oh, great. But it also just felt like, as, as, as funny as and charming as he was in The Office, you know, for his little bits, having him in here, it also just felt like, yeah, it, 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 I don't know, just, it made it feel like, oh, it's just like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, hmm. I don't know, it, yeah, it just didn't quite elevate it. It's like, oh, all right, this isn't that, you know, important of a film. <laughs> just Stanley. I don't know. I felt I felt bad because right? I was like, oh, all right. This doesn't really seem that important to me anymore. We love okay. you, Stanley. That's true. Uh, go back to Dunder Mifflin. I will enjoy you tremendously. I will watch you again in many episodes of The Office. I will not watch you again in Happy Time Murders. Well, you won't watch it again. No, that's for sure. <laughs> right. uh, uh, coming to number four, Mission Impossible, Fallout. Another $8 million. Look at that. That is just continuing. That's also a pretty shallow drop. It is a it is a fun film. It looks like everything had a good weekend except for the Happy Time Murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, been a lot of talk about that. Let's, uh, we'll, in fact, we'll mention that as soon as we uh, run out our top five, and that was with Disney's Christopher Robin that had another six point three million dollars. That's silence. Frank, and that, that that'll do it. We have an important question from the chat. Yes. chat. Tanya says, Frank, was it worse than Boo a Medea Halloween? No, I was about to mention that. Still, That's that a is very a very low bar. Yeah, yeah. that is a. Uh, this goes up just slightly above it. Okay. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, so we're getting real close to really bad. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a rough watch. It's really that bad. Dang. No, no. You know, I would. I put like if you put like uh, Boo with an absolute dead bottom. Right. I would put Happy Time Murders. Eh, you know, maybe like there's a yeah. hundred notches above Boo too. 
Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah. Let's leave room for seven? people to really get in. Is it seven or I put four? It ten. I put it probably ten. I get ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Reasonable. So. That's a one out of ten. That's one out of ten, everybody. <laughs> That's another letter, letter grade. That's point five out of five. Hey. <laughs> so uh, Happy Time Murders had a, uh, a long production gestation there. It uh, mm-hmm. had had gone th- uh, through various actors trying to star in it. At one point, it had Catherine Heigl was going to be attached oh, to it. Oh, really? Which would be a different kind of movie. <laughs> I don't know if I, I guarantee would have liked it a lot less. Let's be Catherine pleased Heigl. that she wasn't in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then it was going to be Jamie Foxx and eventually ended up with Melissa McCarthy. So for that, but uh, hmm. also the fact that neither of them, uh, uh, neither uh, Melissa McCarthy nor um, Catherine Heigl, Jamie Fox, not Jamie, <laughs> Jamie Fox, Stanley. No, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, who played the other head of the uh, in the TV show? The other. Oh yes, um, yeah. Wait, in the yep, office. There you go. Uh, who directed I, uh, Pitch Perfect 3. Yeah, she was... Um, Elizabeth she was, Banks. Elizabeth Thank Banks. you. Thank yes. you so much. Uh, she did Pitch Bing. Perfect 2. She was Kate funny was in doing. it. There you go. Uh, no, she wasn't. <laughs> no. Uh, but neither of them did any promotion for the film as well either. Mm. Um, oh, no press tours. Yeah, I mean, they both were supposedly working on other productions, but it, it's also been said that if it's that important, you can still find time in your production schedule to get back into promote. They so. should have had puppets do the tour. Yeah. That would have been... Well, they did. They had the uh, installations in L.A., the oh, Happy Time Murders, yeah. where you could go and um, into a bar place that was all puppets. But well, I mean, like, they should have had, like, a puppet on, like, Kimmel. Yeah, that would have been And fun. be like, okay, so you're a puppet, and you're here talking about the Happy Time Murders, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll do his thing. <laughs> yeah. That would have been really good. Well, it would have been, like, kicking around since 2008, and it really was the success of Ted. They kind of... Uh, mm. really, See, Ted mm. was... That one was really fun. I thought that was more successful yeah. than, than this was. But it does help if you like Flash Gordon. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it really helps if you like Flash Gordon. Ah. <laughs> or stupid humor around Flash Gordon. True. Ah. Yeah. But, I mean, this one does have a, a puppet ejaculating tremendously. Sure. But the behind the scenes is them with, like, a... Whatever... Like a that, turkey baster? No. Um, <laughs> no. The, uh, Spray cans, string. yeah. Oh, so gotcha. it's somebody like that's funny too. <laughs> well, the production also had, Again. the production was also played by uh, a lawsuit by um, yeah, PBS, Ses- wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Or I HBO so. actually, because HBO owns Sesame Street now. Yeah, and they uh, tried to sue the production because of misrepresentation of puppets, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, you don't own puppets," mm-hmm. so they, they lost the lawsuit. But I remember uh, that. I remember that came up. Yeah, they, they should not have even bothered with that. Those legal fees for that because. Yeah, at no point am I associating this, even though it's Brian Henson directing this. At no point am I going, "Well, I'm never watching Sesame Street again." Right. So this movie, right? No, Mm-mm. they were totally my, fine. My two-year-old's gonna watch this movie and never want to talk to Big Bird again. <laughs> no, that's not what's gonna happen. No. This just in: Sesame Street ratings have dropped dramatically. Oh, oh no! I can't believe the ratings fell. <laughs> Uh, jumping quickly over to international numbers, Ant-Man and the Wasp headed into China this weekend. Uh, it winged another $68 million to its box office total there. Wow, it was the fourth best MCU opening ever in the market and also the third highest of the year for a Hollywood movie in China. That's great. There you go. It uh, takes the worldwide total for Ant-Man and the Wasp up to $544.1 million and the international box office total to 332.6 million with Japan yet to come. Wow. wow. Kind of a late start on those... Uh uh, on those eastern markets, but I guess it's paying off because that's not a bad show. No, not at all. And I know that for at least for China, they had like a little summer break for a lot of the big big films. So. Oh, gotcha. They must love Paul Rudd now. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, the Meg continues to show its teeth outside China as well, crossing $300 million overseas and $400 million worldwide. Uh, this weekend was worth $32.7 million in 65 markets, and it stayed number one in 17 of those markets over from last week. Uh, it is basically now taking over Rampage's <laughs> spot as the top 2018 across Latin, Latin America for Warner Brothers. Mm. Good. There you go. Good. I I think I would rather watch Rampage again. If I had to choose between these films, Rampage or The Meg, yeah. I think I'd rather watch Rampage again. Yeah. I don't know. Look, if I'm picking between Dwayne The Rock Johnson and a shark, I'm going to pick a shark. Really? Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd pick The Rock. Yeah. I felt like the, sh- and we talked about this last week. I felt like it could have well, been bloodier, get- more crazy, mm-hmm. and I felt like Rampage at least delivered more of the Bonzo craziness stuff that you'd want, and total bonkersness. You also get three monsters, not just one. Very true. One. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the Meg is the size of like eight monsters. True. So, yeah, but it's about, just stuck in the if water. If we're talking about monster mass in well, total, it goes, well. <laughs> I don't think that Meg was. T- oh, <laughs> it was not bigger than that alligator in the Rampage. Nah. Then it, yeah, yeah to make it smaller. Yeah, yeah. The Meg, I just felt like the Meg was not as big as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Did you feel it was the Meg was appropriately sized? Oh, now? this is me talking without you having seen either of those movies. Oh, all right. <laughs> but I full full clearance. This is a BS opinion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elsewhere, Crazy Rich Asians hit its first sou- first southeastern Asian market. It got six million dollars there and eighteen. Uh, uh, markets over there in Singapore and Malaysia as well where it had the biggest openings ever for a romantic comedy Yay. and Incredibles 2 has now got one uh, over 1.1 billion dollars worldwide to move into the 19th slot on the all time chart that's amazing and Billy, in the UK Billy, Billy. that's right in the UK it's the second biggest animated release ever what's the first wait let me guess Do Toy Story 3 close Toy Story Black Cauldron Oh, uh, of course. <laughs> of course. How That's right. Black Cauldron. Everybody loves a good Black Cauldron reference. Um, <laughs> so now we have two films coming out for your hot box office bed vote. Uh, you know, whether they're going to be as hot as Happy Time Murders, who knows? <laughs> you got to be hot. Try. That's true. Uh, those are Apparition Finale. With huh. uh, apparition, apparition, apparition. It's a ghost. It's, it's a ghost apparition. story about Nazis. That's right. It's with uh, good old uh, really? Oscar Isaac and Ben Kingsley. Uh, oh, I mean, Oscar come on, Isaac? these two. Come on. That's right. Oh, they're such good actors. They're hunting down. Yeah, interesting. Because they're uh, hunting down Ben Kingsley, who plays a uh, Nazi that they're finding in South America, right. bringing him back for hmm. trial. We can bring him back for the old list. Nurembergs. That's right. And then we also have Kin, a sci-fi action. Uh, Film from Lionsgate. So I just learned about this movie today. As did I. I was like, I haven't heard about it. I saw a trailer for it, but I, I can't remember what it's about for the life. Yeah, of me. it's it's a trailer about the kid who finds a, like a futuristic gun in a abandoned oh, right. factory or warehouse. Yeah, and then yes, like, that looks really the brother cool. Has, like, the brother has bullies again. And the little brother's like. Yeah. yeah Leave looks, my brother alone and he shoots his gun off. It looks cool for like YouTube Red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a sucker well, this, for sci fi. Oh, me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I gave Valerian a try and I freaking loved it. So, not a lot of people say that because they're turned off by the acting and the chemistry between the two actors. But it, overall, it was, it was a very fun movie. It was a very fun movie. <laughs> well, this is another one where, uh, same thing, Darkest Minds. They had, I remember seeing ads for it a long time ago. And now that it's actually out, I'm like, what was it called again? And mm-hmm. then you describe it and go, oh, yeah, I saw the ads for that like months oh, ago that I totally forgot about. It. So it's like, where have they been in 
resurgence of their advertising campaign. Do I, I mean, I saw the poster for Ken today when I was putting this stuff together, and I did not recognize that poster at all. Like, I have not seen uh, this. I haven't seen a trailer for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when I found out Dennis Quaid was in the movie, I was like, really? Oh, well, look at that. Oh, the old Quaid. And James Franco. So I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I mean, that doesn't really hold much class. No, Dennis Quaid. No. <laughs> and not per our list, but uh, Tony, when were you saying, you said Searching was limited theaters? Soon? Yeah, I believe it was limited right now. Mm-hmm. It's only I only saw it in one AMC and two Arclights, mm. uh, Hollywood and Sherman Oaks. And then I believe it's supposed to be more wi- widely released this weekend, but uh, don't don't quote me on that. You should no, check that. That out. is an accurate quote. Well, everybody. on Twitter, but, they were doing it was uh, it was either hashtag Asian August or August Asian because Crazy Rich mm, Asians yeah. and Searching coming out and to all the boys I've loved before on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Is that but, good? Well, I really liked it, and a lot of people agree with me. A lot of people don't. That doesn't surprise me. So me. So that tells me. I freaking loved it. I don't care what people say. I freaking loved it. Thanks for that take. Yeah. You're acting acting very defensive. Yeah, well, because I really love it. I've seen it twice. None of us are fighting you on it. No, but I feel it. I feel it. But I know, Frank, you would love this movie. Uh, All right. I thought it looked fun. I just hadn't gotten around to seeing it because I I have a lot going on. Yeah. I think you'd really like it. I think I would, too. Yeah. I have to admit, had I not known what you thought of this film, I probably would watch it. But now that I know you like it so much, I doubt I'd like it. So. Well, no, it defen- think, like, she I defensively think... likes it. Yeah. She's sort of <laughs> off-putting. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's weird. Why? So like, I like it. Now I don't care what you say. Okay, <laughs> well, maybe I don't want to watch no, there's, it now. It's, there's a lot of people that really love it, just like I do. Right. And they're, you know, slightly younger than us. If that tells you anything. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. Sounds well, great. If you like a thriller guys, and Listen. searching is in your theater nearby, I do highly recommend that. Yeah, go one. watch. A lot of people have said it's so good. It's a really good thriller. Good. I'm dying to watch. I've been hearing yeah. some very intriguing things in like in form of like reviews for searching. Like it's like a brand new like way of storytelling that's been like perfectly executed. And I'm like, yes, these are like like each one's like completely different, but they're all like extreme claims about like. How this is completely different from normal cinema, and I'm like, okay, uh, we, yeah. we talked about it a little bit back when I saw it in me, because um, the whole movie is told through screens, right? Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't feel weird because how much do we watch screens all day? Mm-hmm. So it's very seamless on how it transitions. On You're that. telling me, it's so good. But it looks like it's a completely different way from like because there's a few movies that are told only on screens like um, Unfriended and yeah. Unfriended Two, The Dark Web, and mm-hmm. um, but those are like how can we cr- make the webcam the camera angle? And this looks like it's directing your attention to like smaller parts of the screen. Like it has him like video chatting with someone. While he's looking up a YouTube video of, like, the mm-hmm. cop that he's talking to. And so it gives you, like, almost like a 24, how they did that split screen thing. Yep. Where you see some backstory on her while he's talking to her. And I'm like, that is super well thought out and not at all like a lot of other, like, this is a screen movies. So it looks super interesting. I'm very eager to see it. Go watch my interview on Popcorn Talk, Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. Talk to the director about that of, like, their filming techniques. Fantastic. Shameless self-plug. Yeah, it wasn't really that shameless. Nice. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> one more movie coming out, because I'm going to talk about horror movie news if I get to see it, is Stree. It's a Indian horror comedy, and it comes out on the 31st. And it looks really darn cool. I heard Indian horror comedy, and I'm already stoked. 
It looks yeah. really good. I'm like, I have to look at the trailer. I'm trying to get Tony to watch it. Don't look at me like that, Frank. Mm. You feel it. Yeah, I feel like you're just trying to brand on Carrie. Bollywood. There you go. Uh, but studios, I know a lot of studio executives yes. and marketing departments for many of the major studios watch this show. Because we exactly. like to be tastemaker, tastemakers. And so if you need right. somebody to kind of get out front and really promote your film, look no further than Amy Cassandra. Uh, she will really, ah. yeah, she'll really get, get <laughs> people really to come to your film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. A lot of people like it. A lot of people don't. Check it out. But I like it. Guys, <laughs> 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 they just like making fun of you because yeah, they love you. That's fine. It's That's the quote of the day right there. Um, and then, <laughs> back to searching. The other thing on it is the director's Indian. So like this, and the producer, I forget what he is, but non-white, and then main character. So wow. All right. Uh, so, folks, we're getting ready to do our box office bet. So, feel free to start chumming away in yes. the chat and place your vote for either uh, Kin or Operation Finale. Hmm. I'm so excited so for good. both of these. Absolutely, I know, both excited like, what? for both of them. Well, I did want to <laughs> add that Zoe yeah. Kravitz is in Kin. And to me, I really like her. That's it. Period. <laughs> Fine. Whatever, guys. I like it's like Wait, dot, 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 dot 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 quiet. Zoe yes. Yeah, show me. She's in Big Little Lies. Oh, She's I don't Lenny know Kravitz's that. daughter. Yeah. Okay. She's okay. amazing. Right. So Again, Dennis Quaid. I know my name. Dennis Quaid, too, yeah. So uh, before we do that, though, we're going to do our little box office rewind. Mm-hmm. And take a look at somebody that's going to be in one of these upcoming films. And for that, because, you know, Anthony just mentioned him, we got to do Dennis Quaid. Who's better than Dennis Quaid? Uh, I mean, a few are. Zoe Kravitz. Very the few. The Quaidster. <laughs> <laughs> so his top five, coming in at number five for him, Legion from 2010. That uh, made 17.5. That was Paul Bettany. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I haven't uh, seen that. I kind of wanted to. It was cool. Yeah, that old lady scene. I saw that. as wild. Yeah. Uh, number four, A Dog's Purpose came out last year from Universal. 18.2. Puppers. Oh, yeah. Super tear fest. Doggos. That trailer yeah. made me ball my eyes out. I'm yeah. like, I can't see this movie. Agreed. Uh, number three, Vantage Point from Sony back in 2008, $22.8 million. Ooh, I was really excited to see that movie, and then it did not turn out as good as I thought it was going to be. Which one? Was yeah. that the one where it's like the four views? And yeah, they... there, there's a bombing uh, yes. somewhere at like a political that rally. That was good. With Matthew and Fox and with stuff. Ma- yeah, and then they like they play out the scenario, and then they play mm-hmm. out the scenario from someone else's perspective mm-hmm. from the beginning, which is an interesting way to tell a story, but it was sort of, it, it could have been tightened up a little bit more, because mm-hmm. it was like... Okay, now we're going to bridge again. It was like four people. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like there's four acts in the movie. And I was like, it sort of feels like a loose structure. I didn't really dig it. Uh, I know this one, Neil dug tremendously. That was G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Oh, my God. They rose. The Cobra. 2009, $54.7 million. They were like, <laughs> Cobra's here. Never fear. Or always fear. The, I don't know, I feel like my. I think I saw that one. Yeah, it's like, it's like the first G.I. Joe film, better than it had any right to be. The second one was kind of, eh. And then the third one, with when they brought in Bruce Willis and The Rock. Wait, there's a third one? Wait, oh no, wait. Is it only two? Just G.I. Joe and then G.I. Joe Retaliation. Okay, yeah. I was about to yes. say, wait Are you thinking man. Expendable? Yeah, I was That's right. Bruce. There's yeah. always going to be. So I think <laughs> Bruce Willis is in Retaliation. He plays the original G.I. Joe. I hmm. think Rise of Cobra was the first one. Yes. Mm-hmm. With, so that uh, one, like you said, had... It was better than it had right any right one, to be. Yeah, yeah. not gonna lie. Liked, Good action. I liked the uh, the, the super suits. The the super suits because I was like, oh, that's, that's the technology right. that they're talking about at the moment when they made the movie, and it actually made them more like superheroes, more like the GI Joes that we saw like in the cartoons. So I was like, I like this. And then you know, retaliation. They're like, nah, we'll just bring in the Rock. 
because he can actually do these things. But so I liked how, who was it? Uh, one of the Wayne's boys, was it Marlon? Marlon, yeah. I he was, so. uh, I think it was Marlon Wayne's, and he was <laughs> just like running through the city and just like running into things. I was like, this is so much fun. I really like the uh, the Snake Eyes fight scene. Oh, his, yeah. With his counter, uh, mm-hmm. like counter opponent, his like arch nemesis. I forgot yeah. his name. But yeah, I Storm grew up, Shadow. Yeah, I grew up like with a, a Snake Eyes toy, so that was very special for me. Storm yeah. Shadow. Well, I always felt like because like Ray Park after him after he played Darth Maul, there was like, oh, maybe he's gonna play Iron Fist in an Iron Fist film, and then yeah. that never happened. Wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> so, but I was like, oh yeah, he never really gets a chance to do anything, and then he gets Snake Eyes, and then I get another role where he doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't really use his voice at all in that, and you don't see his face; yeah. he just does his thing. But if he just like sounds like he just sounds like this, that's why he never talks. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the least amount of makeup with the most amount of speaking roles I can think for him is from X-Men, when he played Toad. Yeah. Oh, he's Toad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He even had a callback to when he played Maul, because there's that bar separating the elevator doors where he kicked in uh, uh, Storm, and then he picks the bar up and spins it around and flips it behind his back and does the whole, oh, like, stance thing. And he's like, ah. and I'm like, you're Darth Maul, buddy. Hey, what happens to a- <laughs> Hey, guys, what happens to a Toad when it's struck by lightning? Yeah, it's the same thing that happens to anything else. Yeah. Pretty much. He was struck by lightning. That's right. Uh, Jess Whedon says that line would have been much better if Halle Berry would have delivered it in a more funny fashion. How he wanted it to. Yes. <laughs> more funny. Yes. I think it would be funnier if Toad delivered it. Because his tongue was all out. And he'd be like, oh, thank you, Amy <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, and coming up, uh, number one for Dennis Quaid, The Day After Tomorrow from Man. Fox, 2004, 68.7. You know, I just rewatched that movie like four months ago, so pretty recently. Does it hold up? And uh, it holds up. It yeah. straight up holds up. Nice. As like a, as like a, I mean, as like a disaster movie, I don't think you could do much better being made in like the mid to late two thousands. Little Roland Emmerich, man, bringing it in, bringing it in, bringing it home. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you That's rather watch good. that or uh, two thousand twelve? Oh, oh, definitely day, day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow. Definitely day after tomorrow. And I know oh, that it's yeah. Two thousand twelve was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that it's uh, technically a worse movie, but I really enjoy the core. Mm. <laughs> Is it bad? I've been wanting to see that still. It, I, I I think it's really great. I want to watch. But it. I know that it's technically worse it than Day After Tomorrow. But after watching Day After Tomorrow, I'm like, okay, I think this, I think I like this better than the core. <laughs> well, not exactly post-apocalyptic, but you got Volcano and Dante's Peak. Come on, of like oh, right. both them volcanoes have, that are... They both feature scenes with people having to be in, in, standing in lava and not being able to leave. Yeah, yeah, no. That's true. What about, like, and that's like the heart-wrenching moment for both movies. Well, there's also War of the Worlds. Oh, that movie's great. I love Tom that. Cruise, come on. Yeah. That's, I think that's, in my opinion... Oh, San Andreas. Sky Patterson mentioned San Andreas. That was uh, actually pretty good. That's oh. okay. You're like, no. I haven't seen it. It was better than I expected. Because I had low expectations. It's like, maybe it'd be. I'm biased. Because I'm just, like I said before many times, I'm just sort of sick of Dwayne the Rock. Oversaturation? Yeah. But yeah. back then, were you? I, I still am. I'm retroactively upset with him. Wow. <laughs> the, uh, it's maybe not like the rundown now because of that. No, I still like it because of yeah. Sean William Scott. <laughs> what happened to that guy? He's going to be in this season of Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Oh, good friend. Check it out on yes. the TV when it comes on. On local cable. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Uh, 
My thought about the uh, War of the Worlds, so it was great until like the last third. And then when they reveal that the uh, the sun's alive, and I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. That was, that made me not like the movie. It's a happy movie. No. It's a happy movie. It sets it up where it should have the, the courage of its convictions and just yeah. kicked it off. And I feel like it's Steven Silver said, so like, no, no, no. Family should reunite at the end. That's what everybody wants. I feel right? like it was more like a producer who did that. But nobody's he also telling, produced it. Yeah, but nobody's telling Steven Spielberg, like, yeah, Steven. Listen, uh, Stevie, <laughs> um, uh, maybe you don't know that much about movies. Let me tell you a little thing. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to do our box office bet. While you're in there chiming in, throwing your last votes for either Operation Finale or Kin, we will do our top five for next week. Of course, we've got the Kin coming on 2,100 screens, Operation Finale on 1,800 do we see either of these knocking down crazy rich Asians? I mean, no. I'm sure Ken's probably going to take it, right? We all can agree. Neither of them. Okay. Uh, Operation Finale might have if it would have released on a Friday. Um, being on a Wednesday this close to Labor Day, you know, you're going to get people who are going to see it, you know, on Wednesday and Thursday. If they stuck to a Friday release to have that Labor Day weekend in there, I feel like more people would more more people would see it. Do you see either of these? How far do you see either of these making it into the top five? I think Finale can get, I think Finale can get number two. I don't know about Ken, man. I, I mean, for the, it's on more screens, but I have not heard a peep about this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like because Axel, which came out as well this past week, that tanked. It got like oh. $2.7 million. Yeah, absolutely tanked. Yeah. I saw one trailer for it once for a movie, and I was like, that movie looks terrible. And then I didn't see anything else for it. I didn't see any posters. I didn't see any, like... Social media ads, nothing. Get yeah. that dog some oil because it's thirsty. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there you go. And was, I think, like only on 1,800 screens, but still. I mean, it. Still. And, but like these have less than that. Well, no. Operation Finale has less. Ken is 21. Yeah. Right. But still, I don't think. I think I feel like this has about the same amount of publicity. I feel like I've, I saw more for Axel than I've ever seen for Ken. Yeah. I saw one for Ken, so. But it's been a while, and I can't remember if that was just browsing YouTube or just what. Yeah. So let's see. I think my I think my top five is going to be Crazy Rich Asians, followed by um, Operation Finale, and then The Meg. I think Happy Time's going to have a huge drop, so I'm going to go to Mission Impossible, and then uh, then Happy Time. So and then Christopher Robin. Robin. Okay. Hmm. Well, then, you know, that would actually knock out Christopher yeah. Robin, yeah. I feel like I, I'm, I'm much like you. I feel like I agree with that. And then I'm torn between Happy Time and Christopher Robin. Yeah, because it's, it's really close. Because they made ten. If they lose half, they're going to make five. But they might lose more than that. So they might make, like, four next week. If I had to go see one of those movies, I feel like at least... Winnie the Pooh is a more endearing character that you probably want to go see if you haven't seen it by this point. Yeah. Yeah. And then if Christopher Robin has like a, another like sub 30% loss next week, it's good. You're looking at like, you know, four and a half, three and a half million. So depends on how bad Happy Time goes down. But I think Happy Time is going to beat out Christopher Robin just by a little bit next weekend. Hmm. Anybody else have any differing? Yes, I think Crazy Rich Asians, The Meg, then Operation Finale, then Kin, then Happy Time Murders. 
Wow. I'll do the same, but swap happy time for Mission Impossible. I still feel like it all depends on because the Meg. I mean, it's on because oh, it's, it's too... over four thousand screens still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Operation Finale only eighteen hundred. I still feel like it could still just by the sheer mm-hmm. volume of screens. Even if that drops down a little bit for for next week, I still think it could beat them just mm-hmm. because of that. So I could see the Meg come in still number two and Operation Finale is number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because also if you go to the box office and people want something new, even if they haven't heard of it, they might go see the other two. Like, oh, I haven't heard of these. Sure. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to say that about Ken. Ken? Really? What? Ken? That looks great. Like, Just mm-hmm. find the name. Like Barbie's Ken? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the, the time for Neil Plumley's last in-studio box office bet. So make it a good one. It's true. Let's send out Neil on a high note for this. <laughs> so as always, folks, uh, we'll get a recap of what the deciding film is there in the chat. But we will all uh, place our bet on what we think the opening box office total will be for the film that you select in the chat. The one that's closest will be the uh, prognosticator prognosticators. The loser will have to go see this film and tell us all about it. Uh, Ken Jack says it's Kin by a vote of three, three to two. two. Oh, man. Why are you even right. voting? That's how much I care about. All right, Kin. Everyone's tired. Come on. Kin, well, we 2,100 screens. Four. Uh, I'd rather see a sci-fi than whatever. I don't think mine's on the list. Operation Finale is. Yeah, it just, it's had yeah. such little publicity. Yeah. I can't. Oof, I'm going to go, all right. This is going to be interesting. Well, also, I guess our, the fact that our top four spot this week is, what, only eight million, so it just has to make, like, eight. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, man, I, this is... Okay. Yeah, but everyone had a really easy week this week. Is everyone thinking, like, below double digits? Can I get, oh. can I get, a, can I get a hint? No, I think aim high. Aim I'm high, thinking Anthony. 95. I'm closing in on triple digits, man. No, get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Stop. Oh, I mean, sure. there's a couple aim decimal high. points in here, but yeah, there's okay. definitely well, three digits. Sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anthony, are you ready, sir? Uh, dang. Um, yeah. Go with your gut. I you am, yeah. You play big. My gut just told me nine million. Oh, all right. Okay. That's, nice. I think that's a lot, though. Wow. Uh, Zias Bilu says $7 million. Uh, John Forthus says three point five, And Sky Patterson says five point five. Oh, all well, right. Neil Plumber. Oh, Tanya says eight point five. All right. I'm going to take the low road. There you go. Red three. Whoa! Whoa! I love it. Amy Cassandra Martinez. Dang. Five. 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 Nine point five. What's What's up, Tony? Wow. Uh, I run it at 3.5. Wow. Yes. This is a decent race. There you go. Oh, boy. I like it. Uh, So it's three, 3.5, five, nine, nine point five. And nine point five, yeah. Sarah in the chat says eight. (laughs) Oh, man. I have a feeling Carrie Lane's going to be seeing this movie. I think I might want to see it anyway. So, all right, there you go. Yeah, I I might catch it even. Yeah, it looked cool from when I saw the trailer. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we're rapidly reaching the end of the show. Before we go, though, just to take a moment to just say how much it's been uh, a pleasure to have Neil Plumley be with us this whole time. From starting in the booth, making it sound great, look even better before Anthony was there. 
to now moving and transitioning inside the uh, the studio and being amazing as always. It's been an honor to share both the studio and the uh, engineering booth with you. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. As you well, thank east. you, Frank. I appreciate it. And I love working with all you guys. It's been a lot of fun being on the show. And I love, looking, I love working with you guys who watch us every week. Thanks for coming back all the time. And like Frank mentioned earlier, this isn't the uh, last you heard of me on Box Office Breakdown. It might be the last time you're seeing me through this camera, but we're working on something else. So stay tuned. Absolutely. And if you're on the East Coast, you know, let Neil know because then he can come over and he can do it live for you. Box Office Breakdown live in your own home there on the East Coast. Yep, we did some screen tests. Uh, turns out the audience uh, being surprised by me being in their home while they're in the shower does not work. Oh. So we're not going to do that. If you yeah. heard about that, that's not what we're doing anymore. <laughs> We've changed our policy. And now it's one viewing per week and it's nine ninety five. That's right. It's almost like the good housekeeping where he'll knock on your door. Instead of a big envelope, it's just going to be him with a box office chart. Breaking down, <laughs> breaking down the, the weekly total. Have you seen yet. these percentages? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen these numbers yet? Everyone's saying Open the gonna, door. They're going to miss you. Oh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. As right. will I. <laughs> Just saying. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us here on Box Office Breakdown. Thank you, Anthony. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. While you're there, why not give it a thumbs up? Uh, for, for Neil alone, give it multiple thumbs up. There you go. Well, this, is very, this is very Stop. sad modeling thumbs up there you proper. go it's very proper <laughs> and if you'd like to stay in touch with any of us or possibly have Neil come to your home directly here on the east coast <laughs> Neil where's the best place they can find you hey guys you can find me at places where people are found at the Neil Plumley. that includes on YouTube I have a vlog that's going right now. It's not that great, but if you want to check it out, go for it. It's going to chronologize. Chronologize. It's going to chronologize my life and my move to Pennsylvania with my wife, Alexis. So if you'd like to check that out, it's the Neil Plumley on YouTube. And uh, stay in touch. I'm also on Twitter. Amy? <laughs> you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ on Twitter, on Instagram, also on YouTube. So follow me. Do the hand thing. Oh, we're really crap, sad. I'm we're sorry. Really sad. She's so sad. Okay. She's distracted. I know. I just couldn't. We got to do it for Neil. Okay. Do it for Neil. <laughs> no. <laughs> on all no social pressure. media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Perfect. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, we need to get that. Nailed it. Nice. Nailed it. (laughs) (sighs) I know, right? It's like, mm. and I had Alexis on my last show, but I'm going to see her on Tuesday, and she's not gone just yet. You can watch her on anime. And then on Tuesday, also, Horror Movie News. Also, I'm all, yes, Popcorn Talk. And yes, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Anthony, about yourself? There we go. Sorry. Working the buttons. Um, you can find me everywhere at Tony B Tony, where I'll be missing Neil. Right? Yeah. There you go. And uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, or don't. Uh, neither of the, none of them do. I do. So, no. I follow him on Twitter. No, yep. that's not true. Uh, at Happy Go Jackie, folks. It has been a pleasure to be with you this evening. Here, it's been a pleasure to do the show with Neil. Oh, thank you. Yes, as I always, we will figure out a way that he will be part of the show going forward. So. 
Until the next time, this has been Box Office Breakdown. We'll see you at the movies. Have a good time, everybody. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.